Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome back to more to it, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude. Yes, y'all know where I just left the kitchen. I, I don't look like I left the gym, right? Man, I wish I left the gym. Actually, I might sweat it out. I put in about 20 minutes. Not enough, but more than I did yesterday, man. Feeling good about this show right now. Feeling good about your support. And I want to thank you guys for your viewership on Brings TV and Reese TV and your membership on YouTube. Wiley's World, where somebody on Friday Swagaway is going to win this chalice. Yes. Isn't that an old country word? Chalice. Sound like I shouldn't be giving that out, right? I should be the one over there trying to make this. <laughs> and you get one of these. Actually, I lied. You get two of these. Actually, I lied. There's more, but you got to wait to see if you're the winner of the free swag away on Friday. So, you know how we start off every show with, what's up with that dude? Well, what's up with me? Yesterday, I took the itty bitties to school, and boy, there is no traffic on them L.A. streets right now. Ain't nobody out there because all y'all stuck at home with y'all bad ass kids who ain't got no school no more. At least most of you, right? I'm still going to school and it seems like it's a rarity right now in June to be in school. Most kids I know are already out and their parents are all like me, bald headed for pulling out their hair because they're like, what do I do? I need structure. Y'all better love y'all teachers. Man, teachers got a tough gig. It is so hilarious to see how much work they put in for your itty bitties while you can do your job, do your work, and you appreciate it when the itty bitties are back home. So all that love right there. Then we came back home. Uh, My daughter got her hair braided again. So she out here filming Poetic Justice. She thinks she's fresh. She's Janet Jackson. Hair flying in the wind. I mean, her hair is already long. I give her that. But then when she get her braids, oh, she thinks Stella 
Ooh, Stella, she just walk around the house doing that all day. So it's hilarious. Girls personalities, man, it's so funny how they do have a focus on that beauty and how it makes them respond. So that was cool. Uh, my boy said he wanted a mohawk because my wife was trying to get him some cornrows. We fighting that all the way through. Um, he just going to roll with the old Jackson 5 Afro. So far, he almost eight years old and we ain't touched his hair. Hairline still got a little shape to it. Little coastline right here. And then the fro just goes where it got to go. So I'm loving that. Then we watched the game. Everybody watched the game, of course. Congratulations, Denver, man. What, 47 years? Finally got your first one. So you know what's next. My Clippers. We have, I don't know how long our drought is. It's been forever. But at the same time, I look forward to us finally getting ours like the Denver Nuggets got theirs. While we were watching the game, we were playing a little baseball. My son used to play baseball. He damn good at baseball too, but he doesn't want to play committed because he's going to do so many things. So we got my little man out there and he was beating me down. He beat me seven to four. Who cares? All right. After that, this morning was interesting. He wanted to go up the stairs, but he wanted to clown around. He jumped on my back. I said, okay, old school piggyback ride, you know, and I put him on my back. And the first thing he said was like, wow, daddy, up here, everything seems small to you. And I was like, that's kind of crazy, right? I mean, he's tall for his age, but he's still itty bitty. And he got up here just a couple more feet. And he was like, wow, daddy, everything seems small to you. And then he really lost his mind when he's like, dad, to open the door, you got to bend over. Because <laughs> the doorknob is like at his face. And then when I have to do it, I got to go reach down. And he was like, Wow, that's amazing. Little things in life always excite me. All right, y'all. Let's talk about the show right now. Let's get excited about Jeff Van Gundy, who wants media to stop making excuses for injured players like Jimmy Butler. We saw that. He said, quote, unquote, everybody is hurt. Mm, sound like we're going to have to have that conversation of hurt versus injured. But first, let's get into the story. Whether it's fatigue from a long season, a difficult matchup, with Aaron Gordon or the snowball effect of playing a gang of minutes. I mean, a whole set of minutes on a sprained ankle suffered weeks earlier. Let's just say Jimmy Butler wasn't Jimmy Butler, right? He wasn't playoff Jimmy for sure of late, looking like a diminished version of the dominant force that devoured who? The Bucks, which were, mm-hmm, yeah, with Giannis and them boys, New York Knicks, and the Boston Celtics in succession. While Butler's injury has no doubt been a factor in Denver jumping out to that big lead and ultimately winning it all, Jeff Van Gundy doesn't want to hear about it. Rejecting the premise that Butler's ankle is the reason Miami lost this series or didn't measure up to the Denver Nuggets. So prior to the game, he says, look, stop with the excuses. He talked about this on what show? A lot of this information is coming from one show. My man, Mr. Dan Levitar. Love it. He got on the show and said, quote, everybody is hurt. If Jokic doesn't play great tonight, is it because of his ankle or are we giving to, going to give credit to Miami? Hmm. Butler was unstoppable against Milwaukee. We saw 37 points a game. Then it's dropped down to 22 and a half points. Bad shooting, 42% over the last 10 games. So, I mean, look. Jimmy Butler knows he was taxed and he was undermanned because he didn't have his boy Tyler Hero for most of the playoffs as well. But that wasn't an excuse or reason what got them there. Then all of a sudden we can't now bring that up when you finally lose to a team because you've been undermanned for this long and that's been your fuel to get there. So 
He says, quote, it's just so funny to me in the media how certain guys, here we go, when they don't play well or cut slack for whatever issues may have occurred and other guys aren't. Ah, I get on Mike Breen about this all the time. Like when Steph Curry was in the finals, every time he missed a shot, it was because of his ankle. And every time he made a shot, it was heroic for overcoming his ankle. Mm, to me, if you're out there, you're healthy enough and you should be judged on your performance. There you go. Now, I understand this is not an absolute. This is not a binary discussion right here because, look, you can be hurt and still ball out, but then again, you could be hurt and, dude, I don't know why you out there. You are hurting, right? So that's the whole conversation of hurt versus injured. We know if you're truly injured, no matter how much you want to play, no how much you are out there fighting and chomping at the bit, you're not going to be able to play if you're truly injured. So it gets into a conversation, a murky conversation, a blurry conversation of are you just hurt? So I'm with Jeff in this. It's the meritocracy of sports. So you cross the white lines, uh, your excuses got to stay on the bench. Like I tell my little seven-year-olds that. As soon as you cross those white lines, I don't want to hear about it. You got a choice, though. Don't cross the white lines. Obviously, Jimmy Butler, capable, hurt but capable, is going to cross the white lines, but then compromise, so not able to do all the things you can do. So you got to be greater than your greatest excuse. It's just that simple. That's what sports is. That's why we love athletes. That's why athletes have a confidence, a swagger that everyone wants to borrow, even in junior high, high school, young kids, no matter who they are, because they do something that is merit based and you know they got to fight through not only what they're feeling, but what the opponents are trying to pose to them. We all go salute to an athlete. So Jimmy Butler. I'm with you, Jeff Van Gundy. No excuses. Sorry, I know you were hurt, but guess what? Everybody is hurt. Oh, yeah, baby. We about to love this topic right here because we're going to separate the real from the fake. But first, let me thank you guys. Real fans, not fake fans for your viewership. Brinks TV, Reese TV, and your membership to Wadi's World, YouTube. You're the lay Somebody going to get this. Yeah. And on the back of it is going to be a lot of writing that I'm going to hook up, tag it out. Then I'm going to hook you up with a card. I'm going to be a magician. I'm going to do that. Ah, look at that. So that's going to be yours. And whatever the hell is rattling in there, plus more. Got love for you guys. Appreciate you on Friday Swag Away. But right now, Skip Bayless does not appreciate Floyd Mayweather and John Gotti III's brawl. He said it was scripted and staged, obviously. So... Floyd Mayweather Jr. fought an exhibition boxing match over the weekend against John Gotti III. You guys watched that? Yeah, me either. All right, so the result didn't sit right with Skip Bayless because even if boxing fans weren't aware of the exhibition fight before it started, everybody, like Skip, heard about it afterwards thanks to the chaos that erupted. So Mayweather and Gotti seem more interested in exchanging verbal jabs, all that talking. You know, if you're going to fight Floyd until the fight's over, oh, he going to talk some noise and he talks it good. So throughout the bout, we saw the verbal jabs. Uh, we saw Kenny Bayless, remember him? Referee was out there. He eventually just stopped the match after struggling to separate the fighters from all that trash talking slash some weird looking like exchanges and encounters and hugs and all that happened like in the sixth round. I mean, they were like breaking up and it was just weird. Like Floyd was like, dog, are you going to box or not? It kind of looked that way. But at the same time, Gotti didn't look scared. He just didn't look prepared as everybody else in the world doesn't look prepared against Floyd Mayweather. So 
things in the ring got ugly fast right after that. So Gotti ducked around Bayless, went after Mayweather again, swinging at him, and then the match was already stopped because it was ruled a disqualification. Now we got a double disqualification because this sucker here want to fight after the fight, after he lost the fight. And Mayweather and Gotti, they start really fighting again. Better punches probably then than the first six rounds, right? And then both of their teams come in. So here you go. You see all these triple X, um, excuse me, six X t-shirts, black, TMT, TMT, Team Mayweather, Team Mayweather, dog. First of all, all of them are the homies. I know them. We used to live next to each other. You see them all the time, the Twin Towers and all that. Ah, I played pro football and never seen mammals this big. Like, these suckers ain't men. They mammals. Like, they fingers are big. Like, they fingers look like my forearms. And I was like, what the hell? And let's just say, when they get in the ring, ding, ding, the fight is over. So they all jumped in, and it was a big old brawl. And y'all can see the video as I talk through it, so I can save me some time. And then following the fight, Gotti, whose late grandfather was the boss. We know who he is. Gambino, crime family. Oh, and I better be careful, right? <laughs> hey, I think I know some Crips and some Bloods. <laughs> I don't know no damn mob. Oh, my God. They come slice me up. Uh, they declare Mayweather an enemy for life. Um, my apologies are in the mail and out my mouth right now. I, I don't mean any disrespect. So now he's an enemy for life. I don't know what that means. I think that's actually safe. I think that's actually smart because when you get declared an enemy for life on social media, that mean they can't do nothing to you for real. Like, like it's all premeditated. It's all out in the open. So good job, Mayweather, making him get triggered and actually saying you're an enemy for life. So Skip Bayless, however, he ain't buying it. He got to Twitter. You know his best friend, Twitter. And um, he said the Floyd Gotti brawl, that fight, uh, let's just say it was staged and scripted. So Exhibition matches, we know, have been drawing a lot of attention. Floyd been leading the charge. Uh, a lot of them getting more attention to some of the real fights. Let's just be real. Two pure boxers who you may or may not have heard of, it's hard to get your, your money. It's hard to get your, what, 89 99 But these fights with a celeb that you certainly know versus another celeb who you certainly know is more interesting. Kind of like what's happening in pickleball right now. little turn right here. Pickleball, uh, fastest growing sport in America, right? Except nobody cares about the pros. Name two pickleball pros. Okay, I help you out. Name one. Okay, I help you out. Name none. Everybody raised their hand. Nobody can name them, right? But everybody plays it. That's what boxing, in part, seems like at the top levels right now. Who gives a damn about the pros? We need to get back to that. So this is not the first time Mayweather was accused of taking part in a fake brawl for an exhibition match. Y'all remember when he was promoting the fight with Logan Paul and then Jake Paul snatched Mayweather's hat. That sparked a brawl that very few fans believe was real. And I gotta admit, when I've been around the Twin Towers and the TMTs and all that, and even when you see Floyd, his reputation precedes him. He don't look like the one you should try and do something on real fast, right? Because one, he's going to be quicker than you. And two, them counterpunches going to hurt. He start doing that shoulder lean. He start hitting you with that shoulder, that young jock, that shoulder lean. Yeah! So I ain't taking this hat. And then even if I take his hat, where am I going? There are buildings called mammals, called men, standing all around me. So stage does sound accurate for these because who in the hell 
is going to plot and plan and execute all these against Floyd Mayweather, who is undefeated, obviously, as a real boxer. So Skip couldn't take it. He just was like, yo, enough is enough. Let me call it what it is. I want to know what y'all going to call it in the comments. And why are y'all more interested, it seems that way, in these exhibition bouts than you are the real pure boxing matches that are still occurring all the time? I wonder why. I think I know. So let's talk through that on the comments. Look forward to seeing what y'all talking about. Thanking you. Let me do it like they do. I've seen on TV. Thank you from my heart for all your viewership on Brinks TV and Reese TV and your membership on YouTube, Wiley's World. Somebody's going to win this. And while they're looking at my young muscles that I used to have, they're going to be drinking from this. And then when they finish drinking, they're going to turn it around. They're going to see my autograph here. That's all going to go down on Friday. Swag away. Hooking y'all up right now. Stephen A. Smith trying to hook up Paul Pierce with some game. Some of that OG game. Some of that broadcasting studio booth game, right? So he's like, Paul, you're better than this. So we know who Paul Pierce is. Boston Celtics legend himself. Subject of controversy, once again, inviting criticism for his erratic behavior on a live stream with former teammate Kevin Garnett during the NBA Finals. So Pierce, he appeared visibly hydrated. Let's just say that. You know, there is a hydrated look. It's me at every single L.A. Charger game, and it's Paul Pierce on every single IG Live or live stream. So he spoke about a female companion he hired from a Vegas website allowing customers to rent a girlfriend for a day. That prompted, as you can see, an uncomfortable conversation, not with Emmanuel Acho, but with Kevin Garnett to cut him off. Kevin Garnett was like, ah, PP, you know, it was one of those, you messing with the money, bro, <laughs> like chill out. Uh, he tried to steer the car back to basketball. That car was already out of control. PP was in that zone. Oh, let's talk through this. So a lot of people found his antics reminiscent of the last time we saw him on live acting like this a similar hydrated display. I don't like to say drunken because, you know, people thought I've been drunk before. I've never, ever failed a breathalyzer. But then people are like, why in the hell are you taking so many breathalyzers? No, point being, I have never, ever been legally drunk, but I be hydrated like a mug. So he live streamed the debaucherous poker game. <laughs> That's what they call it in this article. With joints passed, just light another joint. This ain't no foundation point. I don't know what he said in that second verse. Somebody in the comments, please tell me what the hell Be Real said, but it was banging. Um, so ultimately, we know that that video cost him his job at ESPN slash Disney, right? But he didn't seem too damn un apologetic when asked about it recently. Um, he was talking about it on the I Am Athlete podcast, and he's like, look, I got fired for having some entertainment. I'm playing cards. It's my boy's birthday. There are girls dancing and we blowing some tree. What did I do wrong? <laughs> I didn't do anything illegal. But at the end of the day, it's Disney and they have a morals clause. Okay. Well, it's not just Disney that has a morals clause. I think Brinks TV got a morals clause. <laughs> I, think we're, I think I can work with Uber. I can work in the valet stand and they got a morals clause. Like the point is, everybody got a morals clause. That's just one way to get up out something that you don't like from an employee. Pretty simple, right? So we got the Vegas incident now. We got Stephen A. Smith saying this. You may find it funny. I don't. I find it kind of sad to be quite honest with you. Mmm, that's that bull. Ooh, we said that's the bullshit that irritates the living hell out of me. Woo! 
Woo! So now they start talking about how it affected even Kevin Garnett in the moment and how it's just a bad look. Stephen A. Smith said, that's his brother, his teammate, his friend. He ain't going to say much on camera. I love to hear what he said to him off camera because Kevin Garnett ain't one to tolerate that kind of nonsense. See, this is the problem. And this is where we cost ourselves as a community. Okay, you know I'm going to push back on that, but we're going to get to it. When we left stuff like this slide, like our community, maybe trying to say black people, I'm sure I'm assuming. I'm sure he is. Like white people, like we don't see white people on TV drinking and hydrating and stuff. Okay, I digress. Let me go and talk about that in a sec. Like Pat McAfee ain't wearing a tank top, dropping F-bombs. I digress. Andrew Dice Clayton to make a whole career of that. Oh, comedian. Brett Kishner out there. Like, y'all, Kishner, y'all better stop. Okay, here we go. So let me keep going through this before I keep pushing back on this. So he said that uh, there's certain stuff you can't do. Not when you're working in corporate America. Damn sure. Not when you're working for Disney. That's how you want to be seen. You want the image of you being with a drink in your hand, surrounded by strippers, or pulling out your phone to summon women that you paid for, with alcohol or weed always around you, slurring your speech. Please stop. You mean too much to the game of basketball. It's embarrassing. Come on, bro. You better than that. Uh, now, Stephen A. Smith ain't lying now. Let's talk about this. But this is a case of when keeping it real goes wrong, but you didn't do anything wrong. Ha. Now, when I say wrong, I mean illegal, right? You think about it. He didn't do anything illegal. Cards, you can play cards. Strippers, crazy enough, you can have strippers. <laughs> and weed, you can blow big, depending on what state you're in, but you can blow big, all right? So now, what is he guilty of? What did he do wrong? Because Stephen A. Smith is accurate on this one. So you're not guilty of a crime, but you are guilty of brand misrepresentation and conduct detrimental to your boss's brand. So this is the thing. When you are in corporate America, as Stephen A. Smith is talking about, you have to keep in mind that you are leasing out your likeness to their brand. So if you have your own thing, like Pat McAfee with the tank tops, like all those other guys I named with just F-bombs and drinking and their whole brand is exactly all the things, cars, strippers, and weed. You got to be independent, bro. You cannot lease something that you need to be independent and own yourself, which includes a name, image, and likeness, which includes videos that's going to show that debauchery. So no need to apologize if you're going to own your own brand. I get it. But if you're leasing it for employment, then you're going to have the problem. You're going to have this problem, this problem right here, like Doughboy. We got some kind of problem here. That kind of problem when you work for a company, especially Disney. So, you know, Paul's been in this situation before, and I think Paul's just doubling down on I'm going to be authentic, I'm going to be me, I'm going to be independent, and I'm going to work with those who work with me, not those who are sitting there. <sighs> and sometimes they can look very hypocritical because you know in their real world, in their real life, not on the job, they will act different. Paul's trying to merge the two. The only way to merge the two is to separate the two from working employee and being independent as a boss. Loving y'all for loving this show and watching it, all your viewership on Brinks TV, Reese TV, and your membership, YouTube, Wiley's World. Well, on Friday for a Friday swag away, somebody gonna win a new car. No, that ain't what it's in here. Y'all know it ain't that. It's rattling though, like my old car used to rattle. Gonna give you a never shut up university chalice. And I'm gonna autograph a few of these cars. Yeah, I just only got two out here right now. 
for display. But right now, we got to get into my favorite part of the show, which is Wiley's World, where you can actually co-host with me and Mikey P. And right now, we're going to bring in one of our Hall of Famers, one of our members named Mikhail. Look forward to chopping up some wood with Mikhail. Where is Mikhail? Shall I see Mikhail? Oh, look at him. <laughs> he chilling, Mikhail. Can you wake up, Mikhail? Oh. oh man, he got the prepaid Wi-Fi. This dude got the frozen prepaid Wi-Fi. Oh man, this is not what you spend your money on right now. All right, we're gonna have to go back to him. Hope we get Mikhail back. But right now we got my man Mikey P up in the building. Let's see if he's frozen as well. Let's see. We got a corpse. So we really got Mike. Oh, <laughs> he's back. Whoa. He's back. Dog, you talking about freezing up in the moment. That is literally freezing up in the moment. Like, oh my God, I'm going to be on never shut up. No, no, don't freeze up big dog. What's up, Mikey P? Talk to me, brother. <laughs> wow. Did you watch the finals last night? I did watch the inevitable. It felt like I was watching the Green Mile part two because it was like, I know this, <laughs> I know Miami is just walking to their death, but uh, go ahead. Good job. And for most of the game, they actually had us interested thinking they could extend the series. Yeah, well, I got one question for you and everyone wants to know the answer. No, it's not. Are you happy that Jokic is going to finally go home? Because uh, he said that <laughs> like 10 times, but <laughs> um, is he... Not just the best center, not just the best big man. Is he the best player in the NBA right now? Um, yeah, I think it's really, you know, yes. I would say yes because two-time MVP wow. should have been a third-time MVP. At least he certainly wasn't distant from Embiid. Um, then you win the finals MVP on top of a championship. Yeah, you're the best player in the game. Let's just be real about that, though. He may be the best player in the game, but it just feels like the discussion right now is a little watered down or there's just so many others to pick from. And it's weird because LeBron obviously is the best, the, the greatest player playing right now, not the best, the greatest player playing going in that GOAT conversation with Jordan. At the same time, we see him, he has to be coming down the hill ever so slightly. And then you got Giannis sitting there. You got Embiid trying to raise his hand. You got Jokic. And let's just be real. All those guys don't make us think of LeBron tier one, Jordan tier one, Kobe tier one, when they were the best players in the game. So even though Jokic is, and this is not controversial, I mean, he affects everything. He does it all. The hesitation that people have to give him his flowers fully is part of us saying, yeah, you're the best, but maybe the best right now is not as great as it usually is. That's what I'm starting to feel from a lot of people. But Mikey P, I'm going to put you on hold. Excuse me, I'm going to freeze you right now because I got to unfreeze my man Mikhail because I think... He finally got that check cash and he's now going to put some money on that prepaid <laughs> and Mikhail. Oh, I can hear him too. Mikhail is actually here. So let's bring him in, man. Don't take your time. Oh, there he goes. What's up, big dog? You, you on froze now? Yes, sir. What's going on with you, big W? 
Oh, I'm good, man. You you looking like you taking up that whole seat. I love you. A big dog you used to play some ball, huh? Well, it's a, I'm, I'm too old to even remember nowadays, but we getting there. <laughs> my man, my man. What's on your chest other than a lot of taco meat? Man. What's up? So <laughs> here's my question for you. Uh, you seen the Mayweather, Don Gotti situation over the weekend. Do you think that was a uh, show or you think that was real life? Nah, that wasn't no real life. Like, first of all, knowing Mayweather, knowing what they got going, ain't nobody walking up in there just rando. Like, you know, you know what you're getting into when you're dealing with that, right? So, like, you you just got to understand that this is big business, and then they're in the promotion business right now, which is not only promoting a fight, but promoting in-fight. And I think right now with social media and how you can get so many people interested in something just because it's viral, just because everybody's talking about it, that now there are built-in elements WWE, WWF, it's like, it's not fake, but it's highly produced, scripted, which they don't want to say the word fake, but for us talking, because we boys, yeah, that stuff's fake. Well, I'll say this much. John Gotti's sister definitely sold a fight with his daughter, so that's uh, going to be wild. <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's re- Look, first of all, uh, fake or real, I ain't trying to get on the bad side of the family. You know, I don't know what the family really about now. You know, they got their history, their reputation. Sometimes you could be out the streets, but everybody's still scared of you. That's kind of how I grew up. Like, I grew up where my family was known, um, and I wasn't proud of it, but I ain't going to lie. I had that card in my back pocket, right? So when cats wanted to really flex on me and test on me, the streets were whispered. Not Wiley. He, he, he know people. He got family like that, right? And look, it protected me and navigated me, and I'm sure... Gotti the third is using some of that clout as well without necessarily having to put in that work like the name and the family's reputation has. So all is love, man. What else you got on your chest? Give me another one. Man, there's so many questions, I guess. Now, I know we just got through the conversation of Yoke, but I want to know how or what's your perspective on Jamal Murray specifically as a player? Is he up there as a number two in regards to like a Pippen? a pal, or even Kobe the Shaq, so on and so forth. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I love their ages. I think they're like 26, 29, 28. So they're, go- they're perfect in the prime. Murray came off the ACL, the knee injury. All of a sudden, you see him play this year, they win the championship. Favorite to win it again next year. They're not going anywhere. If you think about the Lakers, Lakers are going to be a year older with LeBron leading them. AD is always brittle, despite him always being amazing when he's healthy. Uh, you got to look at around the Clippers. Can you ever bet on their stars being healthy when they need them? Phoenix is cap-strapped. They don't know what to do. Do you get rid of Aiton? you get rid of Paul? Do you get rid of both? They're in trouble in that situation. New coach. We all don't know what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. So much moving around Denver where Denver is looking like we could keep our core together and Murray's a beast. Like Murray is a dude. You can see the dog in him and he plays his role perfectly. When you got Jokic who can do it all, don't step on his toes and say, no, no, me too. And that's what happens to a lot of number twos because they got the game of a number one but they just are against somebody else on their team that is greater, that's better. So they don't want to necessarily take that back seat. I'm glad Murray understands his role, that I can lead this team, but we're better served, better off with Jokic doing it. So 
keep them two together, man. Everybody in trouble. We're going to have to go through Denver to win it all. I got you. And then I guess my last question, as a Vikings fan, unfortunately, uh, the whole Daniel what? Hunter situation. Yeah, yeah, you heard it right. Yeah, where, well, first of all, where are you right now? You're in Minnesota? No, I'm currently in Florida. Okay, yeah, like most Vikings fans. Most Vikings fans are in Florida, right? <laughs> <laughs> we love y'all up there in the cold. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yes, Why you not a Jag? You got too many teams out there. Jaguars, we got Dolphins, Buccaneers. You even got Atlanta. That's damn near south of North Florida. What's up? Why you, why you can't move on? You know what? It's a funniest situation. I'm originally from New York. Um, grew up, my father was a Viking fan. He's from Minnesota. So he kind of integrated me into this, into that life of that, that, that failure of a life. So unfortunately I'm stuck <laughs> in that now. You're, you're going to be a Viking uh, fan. No daddy, please. No daddy, don't do it. <laughs> yes, you are son. Okay. I get it. <laughs> Basically, uh, the father sins, right? <laughs> That's rule. That is the rule, man. So the question you want to talk about the running back situation, what you want to talk about? No, no. We, I know we already you already had a show on the running back situation with Dalvin Cook. Um, more so Daniel Hunter. There's a lot mm-hmm. of speculation in regards to him. He's apparently not showing up to OTAs. Um, it looks like they're going to be shopping him. Now, in regards to edge rushers, would this be a major loss for the Vikings or can they leverage this? Okay, let me take this high level and then bring it back to Hunter, Vikings, etc. As much as we talk about an edge rusher really, truly affecting the game, and there are some special ones out there. Even Von Miller, still at his age right now, still has that type of impact, right? Edge rushers. You got to think, how much are they really affecting the game before you give them what they're commanding in top salaries? So... Long story short, you know, the the greatest defensive ends of all time, if you start at the top, Bruce Smith for me, won zero Super Bowls, played well in many playoff games, etc. You can get three, four sacks, lose a game. You can win a game by a ton with zero sacks. It's more about the pressures, the hits, right? Affecting the quarterback, affecting the passing game. So in this situation, to kind of bring it back down and make it granular, OTAs, you know what the, the O stands for, right? It's actually optional. <laughs> like the players call it optional. Like, you know, we ain't got to be there, dog. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they try to change it to all these other things. But basically, we ain't got to be there. And you're seeing the same thing happen with Saquon Barkley. Uh, these cats just want to get paid because they know how finite their shelf life is. When you're in your prime, in most sports, you got you a window you could bet on. Think about it. If you're playing baseball, you got a prime. You're like, I got six eight years of doing this once I get to that level. Basketball, you think the same thing as well. And football, no matter how good you are, you know how fickle that sport is. So you can't be mad at any player for treating their body like a corporation, like a business. Like, dog, I got to get mine and get mine now. Just like you were in that parking lot at that check cashing place. You got to get your money and get yours now, right? So the same thing with Hunter, man. Hunter's just like, I got to get mine now. And they're weighing seriously behind closed door. We know he's a beast. We know he's a great player. However, how much impact is he going to have on us doing it all? Okay, we know in Kansas City who won it all last year, and you can start going team by team. How many times have you seen the best pass rushers win it all, right? Kansas City, edge rushers, not win it all. 
They can win it all and they don't have the best edge rusher. So that's the balance in that players are trying to say you need me teams are saying yeah, but at a certain point certain price and that's the rub right here. I appreciate you Mikhail man coming on here. Tell pops. He took you on a journey, man. He could have just left you in New York and made you a Giants Jets fan, but you went around the world of the NFL, man. And I appreciate you being a Hall of Famer, big dog. Come back on anytime. That's the beauty of this show, man. You truly are my co-host. All right, y'all. Hey, now get him off the time. screen so he can go give up that 20% to that check casher place. <laughs> and let's go back to my man, Mikey P, who I'm sure, who I'm certain, has a couple more questions for me. What's up, Mikey P? Oh, man, I got a good one for you, all right? Actually, I think we could close out on this one. It's a two-part, but sticking with the NBA, okay? Former Broncos Super Bowl champion offensive lineman and now TV broadcaster, Mark Schlereth. Stinky. He called NBA players soft as whale poop, and the guys are full of drama, excuse me. Soft as whale poop, and the guys are drama. Do you agree with him? Uh, I agree. And I'll give you part I, two after. Yeah, I agree with him to a point. Like, yes, if you're comparing them to a football player, basketball players in general, to stereotype them, they're soft. There's a reason. They'll tell you, oh, I got hit before on the football field, most of them. And that was the last time I played football. <laughs> like, they literally got introduced <laughs> to basketball because of that hitting football, like 90% of them. And look, that doesn't make them soft. It just makes them softer than a football player. Who made this comment? Not only a football player, not only a three-time world champion football player, not just an offensive lineman, but a football player who's a world champion offensive lineman who had 28 surgeries. Mark Schlereff is going to call everybody soft. <laughs> like, that's just who he is because he knows. But in, in realness, um, you look at a basketball player, I always clown them every time I talk to any of them dudes. I'm like, look, I wish. I mean, I really envy. I'm jealous of basketball players. That was the skill I wish I had. I wouldn't play football. Are you kidding me? Look, I don't like putting on a helmet and saying I'm gonna have to use this and I need it shoulder pads thigh pads hip pads knee pads and it still hurts versus oh I'm dribbling don't touch me foul foul <laughs> and then I get to go to the free throw line with my tank top on my shorts everybody's staring at me and all the pretty girls in the front row with some dudes that got money but they ain't cute and I'm just looking like after the game girl and I'm pounding that rock and I'm looking around I'm sweating and the camera's right in my face ain't no face mask to block my face so I'm getting all the shine all the popularity and I just do this swish all right and then I was like all right I'm gonna get another one I'm gonna get another one I was shooting a three I get two more brick and then I get to slap everybody hand like I made it right and everybody like oh that's cool that's cool that's cool then you get another one man they sport is way better than football so hell yeah I'm jealous and hell yeah they soft because they didn't <laughs> take the hard way to get into the pros <laughs> must be nice right <laughs> must but be. and guarantee all right the, yeah yes sir follow up this is the last question okay so which do you like better 90s basketball which is more physical or the more finesse style, these softer than Charmin athletes of this generation. And Man. I'm just, I'm not, again, that's not my opinion. Just throwing it out there. Mm -hmm. I hate yesterday's sports more than today's sports. And I'm going to say that to the day I die. And it's just obvious. If you don't believe me, 
you can look at measurables, metrics, like track and field is the easy one, right? Like Jesse Owens, Berlin games, Jesse Owens and world record. And then you look up and you're like, man, look, it's some high schoolers out there running like that right now. You know what I mean? Like I'm not disrespecting anybody. It's called evolution. The world's keep the world keeps spinning and I keep grinning because I love seeing all these amazing athletes. Now you see guys on regular seven feet with handles shooting threes. I like it more because it's a higher level of athleticism. Can they play the game the same? No, because they don't have to play the game the same. You don't act like your mama and daddy. Why? Because you are different because it's easier. That's called technology evolution. It's happening in athletics as well. So when I see the 90s ball, I'm laughing because I'm like, one, those guys were limited compared to these guys today athletically, right? You can't get a... The Kurt Rambises of the 80s, the Bill Lambeers of the 90s, I love them, respect them. But there was a reason why they were so damn physical. Because they couldn't do nothing else. Like my coach used to always say to us, when there was a team more athletic than us, and this was rare, he was like, muck it up, muck it up. He's like, when you know you can't catch them, put your hands on them and put them on them early and long. That's what you do. So that's what the 80s and 90s guys typically had to do. You had your greats, Magic, Jordan, tons of them, Alex English, you name them. They, they transcend eras. But the meat of the era, number six through nine, man, stop it. Number six through nine back in those days is now on the end of the bench. They, you, they're all Udonis Haslam's now. Like, that's how far as you're going to get. So that's how it goes. All right. I actually, I got a quick one for you. So yeah. off of this conversation. Would Marcellus Wiley have been able to play 15 years in the NFL in the current NFL as opposed to when you played? Me? No, it would be played 10 already. <laughs> I mean, well, you know what? You're right. I played 10 and I could have played longer now because it's softer in terms of how they treat you in practice. It's easier. Mm-hmm. Call it whatever you want. To me, softer is not a negative connotation. Like, I'm actually a softie. My nickname is Teddy Bear. <laughs> y'all call me that dude. Y'all call <laughs> yeah. me wild style. Y'all call me Marcellus. My family calls me teddy bear. I am soft and I'm soft with my hand raised. <laughs> Dare you to test it though. But I, look, I ain't trying to get hit. Who the hell? What? Only Ray Lewis and, and Dick Buckus is the only two dudes I've ever met in my life who actually like getting hit. Rest of us is like, yeah, it's a negotiation, right? How much you gonna give me? I'll take the hits. And that was me. I'm a softie. But if I play now, I will probably play longer just because they take care of you better than they did back in those days. But it's tougher to play now because these suck. Man, this suckers out here. I was 280 ran a 4-6 and they were like, oh, that's amazing. There are dudes now 260 running 4-4s. 270, 280, running yeah. four, 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 five. Like, it's a whole different animal out here right now. And I'm looking at my son. My son is seven. Who knows if he ever makes it to high school football. But I'm telling you right now, I was beyond the man at age eight. My son is better than me already, and he ain't even eight. And I'm like, oh, this is just going to keep getting better and better. Accept it, people. It's okay. These youngins got us. Yeah, your your kids got wheels, so look out, everybody. Look out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think that's got, that's a good way to good way to end today's show. Good work. Yeah, he he a whole different animal, man. Just like 
it's the way the game goes, Mikey P. So I appreciate you. And you're going to get yes, out of here fast, too, just like my son's fast. Faster than my son. Get Mikey P. up out of here. Let's do that. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Appreciate you guys. I had a Mikey P. I had, look at that. Look at that. 9S. Nine, <laughs> I think we need a apostrophe down there. We're going to get it. Uh, we got Mikey P. We got Mikhail. We got all the love today, man. But you know where the love ends. It ends with a Wileyism. Wileyism. Let's do it. Change the way. You look at things, and the things you look at start to change. Ooh. Ah, let's make that one echo right now. Change the way you look at things, and the things you look at start to change. I'm going to make a change. Oh, man. My boy broke this one down to me. My boy, Aiken Adele. I played with him in Dallas before. He's a super yoked up, muscular linebacker cat. And it's like a lot of times in this world, we get caught up and our first experience with something, right? And then that experience starts to shape how we think about it. And then all of a sudden you get locked in, you think that's the way it is. But always remember, there's nothing new under the sun. So all these things that are new to you are old to someone else. So what happens is no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're seeing, no matter what you're experiencing, it is so important to make sure you keep perspective. Make sure you try to seek greater wisdom than just your experience. Because what happens is, as soon as you get somebody else, an OG, to look at the same thing, they're going to come at it from a different angle. And then you're going to merge that angle with yours, and now you're going to have a new perspective. And then the thing has not changed one bit. Because ain't nothing new under the sun. But the way you see it has certainly taken a drastic turn, right? So you got to change the way. You look at things and then things you look at start to change. It's like this dynamic, this phenomenon that a lot of people get lost in and then they start chasing the things thinking, oh my God, the thing is moving on me. No, what's really happening is between the ears, you're starting to adjust. You're starting to, as they say in sports, the light is turned on, right? The game is slowing down. So always look for your allies in any situation, especially new ones. Find you an OG who's been through that before, who's seen that before, and they will give you a new perspective. They will give you something new to deal with, which is going to help you deal with that even better. So change the way you look at things, and the things you look at start to change. All right, y'all, that'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today, want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley, Paul Anderson, and Nick Pinella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wiley's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming for more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.